It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Alan Arkin. thought of that it made me laugh while i'm putting (laughs) broccoli in the oven i love that because as a kid i would rewind it because i thought it was so funny (laughs) and i would just have (laughs) thank you very much i don't know what song it is i need to drop that in this uh, yeah you do in the sound effects oh my god megan it's time to watch the muppets it it is and we did thank god finally it's been missing for my life we watched the alan arkin episode of the muppet show airing in the uk on march 7th 1980 and in the u.s on march 20th 1980 megan so we skipped a week last week right we skipped a week but it feels like we did it on purpose because there's a lot of rabbit shit in this episode it's our easter episode it is oh my god it's true this we accidentally made an easter special yep we did so this episode was nominated for two emmy awards one for outstanding writing in a variety or musical program and outstanding individual achievement on a creative technical craft so these are like those technical Emmys. That's awesome. It was I mean, a good episode. Writing for a variety probably ends up on, uh, writing in for, uh, for a variety show probably ends up on the real primetime Emmys. But I think you know this outstanding creative technical craft. I think that's one of yeah. those the week before yeah, they give them out. You exactly. Know. You get a letter. This was a pretty good episode, though. <laughs> Not a bad episode at all. It, it was. Um, it felt like a spring episode. Like there was something revived about this. Yeah. So this episode also started with a warning, which I thought was interesting. Uh, this episode started with a warning. Do you know why? It had to be gendered, a gender warning. A gender I think. Warning. I think because there, this episode was like heavily gendered for. Um, some reason and i can't remember them off the top of my head because i watched this episode yesterday (laughs) a million years ago yesterday so my guess was this was not in the batch of episodes originally listed with a warning but because it features the song zippity doodah which has recently been fully Uh... canceled and they're trying to scrub it from disney's archive it seems I think that's why this episode had a warning. Ooh. Zippity Doodah is in Zippity the movie Song of the, the South. Yeah. And they've just taken that the Song of the South the... branding off of Splash Mountain in Disney. Oh. And they're turning that ride now into a like Princess and the Frog Bayou adventure instead now. I've never seen that movie. When Song I... of the South? Have you? Um, not in a million years. But I, I did see it when I was a little kid. Yeah, I never saw it. We had, like, uh, my mom had friends who had, like, every movie on VHS oh, and from you're Disney. Like, in and for that some reason, box. they had it. Yeah, in that, like, the plastic. Box, yeah. Those boxes were so cool. And the, But they would get crushed sometimes. Oh, they would instantly get crushed because oh. I would step on them or whatever yeah. as a little kid. Yeah, yeah they ruined. Were ruined. Yeah. yeah. Fully ruined. Why don't you get me started? <laughs> All right, so let's get things started. What do you say? Why don't we? Cold open. Scooter knocks on Alan Arkin's dressing room door to ask him if he got uh, the milkshake he ordered. Did you get that milkshake you ordered? Uh, not yet, but the chef is working on it. Oh, yeah. I think this is a pretty solid start. Funny, stupid joke. These cold opens have been pretty good this season. Yeah, the cold opens are, aren't bad at all. And I, I just think you're sh- saying that because I'm fully convinced that you like Scooter. I don't like Scooter. <laughs> at the store, at my shop the other day, I texted you a picture because we've started, they're like rolling out, I guess, this Muppets Mayhem yeah. merchandise. 
I'm seeing adverts for it. And yeah, and we got two um two Muppet Mayhem action figures. I got Scooter and I got Dr. Teeth. And I literally said to my brother, the only other person who works in my shop with me, <laughs> I said, I did not order this. I would not order the villain. Who ordered this? And we looked it up and it was we don't know. Someone ordered it. I swear I didn't. And then he's like, You ordered only Dr. Teeth. We only I only ordered those two, apparently. So I've since gone through and I ordered the entire cast. But I'm like, why would I order fucking Scooter? The villain. Well, someone might buy the villain. You never know. It's like, I guess if you bought Dr. Teeth, that's like buying Leonardo. And you need a foot soldier. You need Shredder. You need one of the bad guys. You You need need a bad bad guy guy to play with. You do. With them too. But I don't recall ordering Scooter. I don't believe Yet here you. he comes, and now you tell me that you don't believe you <laughs> I, think. I don't. And you're <laughs> dropping me hints everywhere. I just think subconsciously you're starting to like like him. The only thing I like about Scooter is his jacket. That jacket. That jacket. I want that jacket. <laughs> I am interested to see the Muppets Mayhem. It does look good. I think it looks really good. I think it's such a like an interesting idea that like after all these years of success and everything the Muppet the um, Electric Mayhem finally are going to record their first album that is pretty crazy when I was looking at like photos on uh, Entertainment Weekly posted an article the other day I was looking at them and um, I realized Tia and Tamara Mowry's little brother Taj Mowry the smart kid he's going to be in that show oh wow I was like holy crap where's this guy been I thought that was kind of neat oh Oh, very interesting. Um, you know who's a TikTok star nowadays? <laughs> Speaking of like old school celebrities who have made a comeback and then a comeback. I'm a little worried. Who? Blossom. Maya Bialik's like yeah. a TikTok star? Yeah. Really? Yeah. She do good videos? Um, She just does a lot of like interviews. It's like one of those. But I see her like everywhere. Oh, no, know, she does her own. She like talks to the camera. She's too. like interesting. That yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like she's a lot going on. kind of a genius, not kind of a genius. I don't mean to belittle her, yeah. but she's like a genius, a very smart person, and yeah. she's like a really good actor too. Yeah, like I, I also enjoy her hosting Jeopardy. She's not on all the time. She still like splits it with Ken. She kind of does like the I haven't seen any college movie. week oh, or yeah. like she does like the the special episode weeks, and he does like the regular no frills Jeopardy. She'll do like the, you know, <laughs> no frills Jeopardy, whatever you want to call it. You know, like she'll do like Team How Jeopardy. How are you going to or... say like double, uh, like the the whatever it's called? Um, oh my god, why am I blanking on Jeopardy terms? <laughs> you just you buzzed yourself. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Double Jeopardy. That's yeah. all I needed to think of. Was double uh-huh. Jeopardy. Yeah, no, she that's does, exciting. She does those, you know, those weird ones where it's like. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, she's she's. I see her on TikTok. Tournament like of Champions. Crazy. Yeah. I want to watch Jeopardy now. I should watch Jeopardy. I used I've, to watch Jeopardy as a kid every single day. Well, they put it back. They put ABC Seven back on the Sling app, so I finally have a way to watch it. Oh, nice. That's why, like, the, a couple weeks ago when we were recording, you were like, you were watching The View. I'm like, yes, I was watching The View because I have the ABC. <laughs> Here app you go, again. bringing up The View again. Ugh. I saw a very funny video the other day on um on uh. Uh, Twitter mm-hmm. and it was Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell talking, but I think it was like uh, it was like a throwback from the Rosie show. Oh my god, the Rosie yeah. O'Donnell talk show! Yeah, that's wild. So ancient. I used to love that talk Me show, too. like being homesick and watching oh, yeah. the Rosie O'Donnell show. And that was she'd like, be like, that was like, how many kids called out of school when that show was on? Probably like overboard, right? There's a spike. I can't come in today. I'm sorry. I- you never believe who Rosie's having on. I need. Rosie's got Elmo on the show today. <laughs> I gotta call out sick. 
It's so true, though. And and anytime like she would have like Penny Marshall on. Oh yeah. And the two, remember like Rosie O'Donnell and Penny Marshall were like, like friends that like everyone knew they were friends and they would like do stuff together. They did all those Kmart commercials together. Oh my god, they did. They were like spokes friends for Kmart, and they would just be like, "Oh, Penny, look at this. Wow, look at this comforter." Blah, 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 you, you are know? blowing my mind, reminding me of a different time. Yeah. Where are you? Right here. Look what Kmart's got, an RCA CD audio system. How much? Only 137 bucks. Let's hear it. My parent, like, my dad hated Rosie O'Donnell. Not hated, but, like, would make fun really? of Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah, like Rosie O'Donnell, really. And then Penny. But like, I did. Yeah, Rosie. Yeah, we gotta go. I, am I, I doing good Rosie O'Donnell and Penny Marshall impressions right now? You're doing a great oh, Penny Marshall impression. Yeah, I think, yeah. I'm I doing Fred Armisen doing Penny, I think, in my head. I saw another video of Rosie O'Donnell recently, like, telling a story to um, the Bravo guy. The I saw guy. that, too. Um, they're on Watch What Happens Live recently, right? Mm-hmm. And he asks um, her about, about Ellen. Her, about Ellen. I yeah. saw that too. And she was like, oh yeah, Ellen like doesn't like No, me. but I thought it was very funny what she said. And she's like, I got my feelings hurt like a little baby. <laughs> Which I feel like Rosie O'Donnell has this very real East Coast personality oh God, yeah. that is so relatable to us specifically. So relatable. I'm telling you, you have to watch the episode of her on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. It's called, I think the episode's called The Bisexual. It is so fucking have funny. Have you told me about this? I must have said, or has she, my brother told no, me about No, I must this. have, maybe, I must have mentioned this episode uh-huh. though a thousand times since I've seen it. It's called The Bisexual. I think it is, okay. yeah. And one of the women from um, Transparent is in it. Okay. Very, very funny episode. There's a lot going on in it. I will finally look it up. Yeah, you need to. You ready to get back to the Muppets? Well, yeah. Okay. This bit was amazing. That's why I just want to get back to it. I just realized. The Devil and Johnny (gasps) play The Devil Went Down to Georgia. This sketch fucking ruled so hard. This sketch, this must have been why they won an Emmy. I mean, this was unbelievable. This was incredible. The Devil had shoes. And can I say, the Devil looks exactly like the New Jersey Devil's Devil mascot. Oh my god, yeah. Like, he just doesn't have the mustache. New Jersey probably stole it. Oh yeah, because the Jersey Devils come after this at like 85, right? Oh, wow. Yeah. I think they're an expansion <laughs> team, as they say. Right? This song was so, like, so well done. I loved oh, this so, so much. The shoes. Oh, my God. The shades. Jim is the old man. I, uh-huh. Oh, my God. I Everything about this sketch. I And I, like, I love when they use, like, a contemporary song that is, like, familiar with us still. Oh, yeah. You know? And they use Coyote it in such a way. How many times? I mean, that's a good song that, like... Was this song, like, famously in Coyote Ugly? Don't they do, like, the bar dance to it? I've never seen that movie. You don't need to. I I can only imagine. (laughs) That movie was filmed down the street from my mom friend Donna's house, you know. Cringe, cringe. (laughs) Cringe, cringe, cringe. Somebody reminded me of the movie, and by somebody, I mean, like, TikTok, I think, reminded me of the movie Gia. Oh, not Gia, Foxfire. Fire, yeah. Or Fire. That's also a Jennifer Lopez movie, right? Not Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Isn't Jennifer Lopez Gia? Lips. No, lips. that's Gia. Gina Gershon. <laughs> no, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Gina We're not in sync today, Megan. <laughs> no, Angelina Jolie was in this movie called Foxfire. Okay. And it, it was a lesbian movie. Gina Gershon is also in a lot of lesbian oh, movies. Oh, Gina Gershon to be, is. In my defense. Yes. She's in Bound. Uh-huh. 
Do you even know? Which one is Bound? The one with Jennifer Tilly and her, I think, no. are in it. I'm thinking of a different movie. I'm thinking of Spun. Spun? For some reason, when you said Bound, it reminded me of the oh, movie Spun. Oh, Spun. Spun is like Penelope Cruz, maybe. No. And Johnny Depp, it's about drugs. Johnny Depp is not in the movie Spawn. Wait, John Leguizamo's in that John movie. Leguizamo. Oh my god! And what's his name? Jason um, Statham. California. He used to be the drummer in a band, Jason, Coconut Records. Um, Wasserman. Schwartzman. Jason Schwartzman. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a while, <laughs> but I got there. He's in that movie. He's in Spun? And Blondie's in that movie. I watched that movie on a bus ride to Montreal with Liz's sorority. And it was not a good time. Yeah. It's like a dark movie. It's a very dark movie. Yeah. And I don't think we finished it before we got there. I've seen that movie so many times. I actually own that movie. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> it's terrible, but I own it. Deep breaths. <laughs> Let's get ourselves <clears throat> centered. Kermit compliments the devil, telling him he was good. The devil is offended, he's insisting like, oh, that he's man. not supposed to be good. Oh, man. He sounded a little bit like somebody I knew. <laughs> somebody. Next, the Bun Bun brothers ask to do oh, a number. But Kermit says that if he lets singing rabbits go on, the dancing carrots will cancel. <laughs> I don't know, Kermit. Next, Dr. I Bunsen wanted to Hyde. see Dancing Carrots. We didn't even get to see uh, them. I loved the Dancing Carrot. Is he talking about the carrot that danced with Gilda? Oh, that carrot. I was like, did you watch an episode I didn't? No. That's a... Oh, that, that carrot. Heck yeah. he is talking about that now that I think about it. Well, I wasn't thinking that, but I think maybe I hope you're right anyway. I would hope so too. With Gilda. Bring Definitely with Gilda. Dr. Bunsen Honeydew attempts to take a glass of bicarbonate... Take a glass of bicarbonate of soda. Uh, this is another bicarbonate one. Bicarbonate soda? I'm trying it's to like... read this. <laughs> Dr. Bunsen Honeydew attempts to take a glass of bicarbonate of soda up to Alan Arkin's dressing room when he bumps into Beaker carrying an identical glass <laughs> filled with ultra power Jekyll Hyde potion. Floyd, reading a copy of Variety in the background, <laughs> looks at the two switch their glasses. Floyd says... This could be a very different kind of show tonight. <laughs> hey, man, this could be a different show. I love the way they put the glasses down. And then Bunsen's like, well, that's not that glass. Here, yeah. he switches them around and everything. So stupid. So stupid, but I love it. This is like such a classic old bit. And I'm just like, I'm here I for mean, it. Oh, I was here very for funny, it. Very funny. And, and you know what? It's a classic bit, but it was so well executed. Yes. And Alan Arkin, what a fucking ham. Oh he God. like came to play this episode. He really I could did. not believe it. I've only ever seen him play, I mean, a very crotchety grumpy old yeah. man but for fun you know i mean i i really was sitting um watching this episode smiling and laughing out loud uh-huh. like for real this was such a good it was like, good when i tell you like i watched these episodes a couple weeks ago getting ready to record or whatever and then i was like oh my god i'm so glad that i'm watching this like it did not feel like some episodes we watch and it feels like a little bit of homework almost but this episode i was like oh my god i almost wanted to start it again after yeah. i watched it you know one of your tops yeah, absolutely. It's a really good episode. The Bon Bon Brothers, and even like his interaction with the bunnies, it's Alan Arkin. so goddamn funny. It's ridiculous. So Bunsen brings the potion to Alan in his dressing room. Alan drinks it, thinking that it's the bicarbonate. What the fuck is bicarbonate? And, proce- and proceeds to transform into a monster and trashes the room. 
Did he mean like pepsid? Is pepsid a bicarbonate? Oh, maybe it's like a, an antacid. Yeah. Or whatever. That would make sense, I guess. Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. Oh, that's what I meant, not pepsid. I think I knew what you meant. Yeah. Kermit introduces Alan for the next number, but Scooter warns that he might not do he might not do that right now as he's changed. Kermit says, well, of course he's changed. He had to put on his costume for the number. Kermit, you're not doing it for me today. Not yet. So on stage, the Bun Bun Brothers sing zippity doo on a set of green fields and trees with a rainbow backdrop. Alan is in monster form. He storms into the number violently tearing apart the set this and brutally so beating cool. the bunnies. The, the bunny part, but like how we see the set and we see it all kind of unfold. I loved that. Yeah, I really liked that too. It reminded me of like um, in like the Muppet movie when the set starts to fall apart yeah. and everything. It reminded me of that. Like the, the way that they let it all kind of fall apart too and it seemed a little improvisational. Like it, he, was he knew like, he was going to like kind of make a mess, but they didn't know what kind of mess maybe, you know, yeah. and he ended up really trashing it in a fun way. <laughs> It was funny. It was good. One bunny tries to hide in Statler and Waldorf's box, but they toss the bunny back. This was ridiculous. And that bunny was voiced by Frank Oz. Yeah, absolutely was. It was so cute. (laughs) After the number, Kermit has a group of pigs waiting in the wings to capture their guest star before he causes any more trouble. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just as they secure him with ropes. Yeah. They're all cops. <laughs> Just as he secures him with a rope, Alan Arkin comes out of his monster form confused, oblivious to the events. He's ready to do his number, but Kermit had to cancel it. Alan retreats to his dressing room weeping. Kermit he- believes the horror has ended, but Bunsen assures him that it comes and goes, just as Alan reemerges on another rampage. Oh my god, Bunsen is so just like, oh, it comes and goes. Like He's like, oh, this is how it works. He's so <laughs> calm. Yeah. This is, these are the things we have to accept now. It's kind of funny. It reminds me of an episode of The Monsters. Like, Grandpa makes a potion or does some magic and it uh-huh. backfires. It just like, it, it, this whole bit reminds me very much of The Monsters. Yeah. Yeah. It's all this like tried and true like comedy bit writing from this the era. Yeah, you know? the golden like, era. Yeah. That's uh, just the way that sitcom. they wrote humor back then, you know, right? Like I got rhythm. I got to I got rhythm. Uh, wait, wait, wait a second, Fuzzy, hold on. Now you start wrong. It goes like this. Let me show you. I got rhythm. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I gotcha, gotcha. No. I got You know, this rhythm. little bit was kind of funny. And um, one of the things that made me, like, laugh the most was I saw this the other day on Twitter. Really? Muppet History, like, tweeted this. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so weird. This was on an episode, like, on a clip that I saw on Twitter just the other day. Oh, my gosh. So I, got... I actually like this for a Ralph. Yeah. I was glad to see the two of them. I like Rolf and Fozzie interacting together instead of just Kermit and Fozzie or, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's a nice switch up. I Got Rhythm is from George and Ira Gershwin's Broadway musical Girl Crazy. Who could ask for anything more? What is that? That you just did? Same song. What? Isn't it I Got Rhythm? Is that what that is? Who can ask? Why is that familiar? Who can ask for? 
<laughs> you did it. Maybe you did it in like the like it sounded like Aladdin. Maybe a hundred oh. bad guys with swords. <laughs> I think that's what I heard. Swords. I love reading the word swords as swords, as swords. in my head, and I always say it as as such. Swords. Like I was, do- I've been doing my tarot a lot. I've been like pulling cards because I'm like, what's going to happen in my life? <laughs> swords. Pigs in space. The swine trek is in distress as the ship has developed a tilt. <laughs> oh my God. First mate Piggy offers to help at Link Hogthrob station. As she moves to the center of the room, the ship corrects itself. After moving back to her seat, Dr. Julie Strangepork has figured out that she's the cause. Link eventually catches on and proceeds to make fat jokes at his first mate's expense. Piggy gets the last laugh, though. As she uses the blunder to her advantage by sliding her crewmates towards her for a beating. Yep, they got their asses beat. Kick their ass, Piggy. You know what, Piggy? You keep your head up high. A stupid bit. I thought it was kind of funny the way that it was filmed. Like, yeah, they just tilt the camera. They tilt you know? the camera back cute. and forth. It was stupid. cute. And I mean, in lo- the long run, she gets the last laugh, right? She yeah. beats the shit out of him. Yeah, but lame. All these same old, same old with this and the fat jokes. In our UK spot, an angel sings "You're No Good" to her old boyfriend, no good. the devil. You're no, I, I love this. I fucking loved this so much too. God, it was so good. And who's that voice? They never. Use I that don't voice. know. I looked it up when I was watching it. I'm like, who is this? It was. I couldn't great. believe the voice. It was great. What so, a good bit. Um, and I'm glad they used the devil again because he's a great character. Megan, would you? Not be so surprised to find out that Luke, that was Louis fucking Louis Gold. I'm not surprised. Holy shit, she man. She can really work her voice. Right? Holy shit. I was so impressed by that. She, oh, her, she is very talented. The background angels performing with her were Richard Hunt and Catherine Mullen. She is still with us and she is an icon. Louis Gold. Fozzie's comedy act. Fozzie tells a joke which Waldorf actually finds pretty funny. What do you get when you cross the Atlantic with the Titanic? <laughs> this fucking made me laugh. Do you remember the punchline? What do you get when you cross the Atlantic with the Titanic? Halfway. Oh, halfway. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's too funny. Statler is not amused as he claims to be a survivor of the Titanic. It wasn't funny then, and it wasn't funny now. <laughs> Waldorf jokes oh! that Statler still has the dress he wore to get on the lifeboat. Yeah, this is the gender thing. <laughs> you think that I was think there's something little... else in the episode, too, that's... I thought perhaps the portrayal of the devil might have been enough to be like, mm, you know. Yeah. The devil's not red. He's... Y'all are trying to get the devil canceled. Yeah. Which devil are you talking about? Are you talking about Jersey devil? What other devils are there? The devil and the angel? Well, I mean. The devil. Beelzebub. 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 There's a lot of brand names there. <laughs> <laughs> the devil has really good branding. Yeah. Doesn't he run the Illuminati? <laughs> Intending to dispose of it, Bunsen leaves a glass of ultra-powerful Jekyll Hyde potion on Kermit's this desk. This is where it gets really good. Just as he announced to be on stage for the Muppet Labs, Kermit, feeling kind of thirsty, drinks the entire glass from a straw, unaware of its contents. Predictably, he turns into a raging monster chasing the Bun-Bun brothers, having previously promised to protect them from Alan Arkin. This was terrific. <laughs> I loved seeing Kermit unhinged like this. Mm-hmm. I loved how he looked. Yes. I loved Jim, like, raising his voice. I'm glad he's got those fangs back from when he first met uh, Vincent Price. Yes. Right? I loved this. Alan walks down the stairs, 
from his dressing room to speak to Kermit about the closing number, not realizing anything is wrong at first. Alan can't grasp why Kermit wouldn't, would be annoyed with him, stating that he thought his number would be something to really grab the audience. Kermit bites him on his wrist, wrestling him to the ground twice. <laughs> I love this. I like aggressive Kermit. I like this Kermit better than the regular Kermit. I do. He, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a nice change. Come on. Kermit's too safe. Kermit is too safe. This and was he's really like, fun. I don't know. This was a better a better view for Kermit. Yeah, I liked it. Next, an old lady singing Let Me Go Lover as she's wrapped in a snake until Monster Kermit interrupts the act. Um, I love this snake. This snake Muppet was so fucking it cool. It was great. And like, not to spoil the next episode, but like, it shows up in the next episode in the opening of the... Um, and like Gonzo's uh, yeah. Blow the Horn. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, they brought him back. That's so cool. Wait, Let Me Go Lover is based on a song called Let Me Go Devil about alcoholism. An old lady sings this part wrapped in a snake in episode four. Okay, we know that. (laughs) This snake, I loved it, though. It was so neat looking. It was. It was really well done. I actually saw a snake in my garden the other day. A tiny little snake. Yeah. Snakes creep me out any time that I see them. Yeah. Sometimes they creep me out, but lately, like, this little snake that I saw, I wasn't scared of it because... A worm was bigger a than a garter it. snake. I don't right? know what kind of snake it was, but it was like this big. But was, I could tell it was a snake oh, because of the head. It was like a baby. It had like a big old noggin. Yeah. Versus had, like a worm is like, it's it all had, just the same. Yeah. And it was like sticking his little t- snake tongue out. Yeah. Slytherin. That's really cool. Yeah. I saw a snake one time when I was walking through Cheesequake Park and I was like, blah, like no, it no. crossed the trail while I was like going by. Oh my god, when I see snakes when I'm hiking and I get the heebie-jeebies, mm-hmm. I can't get rid of the heebie-jeebies. Like, they just stay with me the rest of the hike. Was, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see <laughs> snakes everywhere. I was geocaching in Runyon Canyon in Los Angeles years ago. And um, we sent our friend Lauren down and we were like, it says it's supposed to be around here, like the cache, <laughs> you know. So then she's like down this little cliffside looking. And this older couple walks by on their hike and they look at us and they go, there's rattlesnakes down there. She should get up. And we were like, Lauren, get up here. <laughs> this lady just said there's like rattlesnakes down there. Nope. Thankfully, we didn't see any, but bark. Do you know there are rattlesnakes in New Jersey? No way. Really? I swear to God. Yep. That's like, I don't know. Snakes creep me out. Yeah. Snakes and rodents. I don't like rodents either. But like a squirrel? Squirrels are fine. I mean, like mice and rats, and like to see a rat like in the subway in New York, it like makes like, my fucking huh! skin crawl. Huh! I feel so sick. I don't mind rats as much as I like. I mean, not in a living situation, but cockroaches. A cuh. In that same trip to Los Angeles, we like stepped out of a car onto the street in downtown LA, and there was just cockroaches all over the street. I was like, Bleh. like it just, it just like. I understand, like, they just exist, and that's fine, and it's because of the climate down there, but, like, it just, it, like, it says uncleanliness to me. You know what I mean? Like, it just but says, like, yuck. Cockroaches are disgusting creatures, too. Yes. Absolutely disgusting. Oh, Nightmarish. Oh, my God. I can't. I'm not even going to talk about them anymore. No, thank you. <laughs> Having chased the old lady off the stage, Kermit wraps himself in the stage curtain and emerges as himself. Scooter assures him that Alan has been his old, lovable self for at least a few minutes, and Kermit introduces the guest star for the finale. Backed by the Electric Mayhem, Alan sings Pig Shuffle, his own composition about the life of a pig. <laughs> the lyrics are less than glorifying, and enrage an onlooking Miss Piggy who storms the stage, ending the number with a karate chop. However, the blow causes Artkin to turn back into the monster, scaring Miss Piggy off the stage. 
Well, I can just say it was like a loungy song, and it was whatever. The Pig Shovel is truly an original song by Alan Arkin. He just wrote it. That's insane. That's so fucking weird. The lyrics detail the life of a pig wallowing in the mud and calling Oink their favorite sound. It is overheard by Miss Piggy, who overpowers Kermit and Scooter backstage and rushes Arkin, ending the song with a karate chop. (laughs) That's bizarre. I wonder, like... Why he wrote a song for the Muppet Show and didn't just like is you know? Is he the dad in Slums of Beverly Hills? Um, Who's the dad in Slums okay. of Beverly Hills? Because I can't remember. Let's see who Alan Arkin is. A little late for us to be going and checking this out now, but no time like the present. Alan Arkin, he's the dad. He was in Slums of Beverly Hills? Yep, he's the dad. What's that movie? Which one is that? That's where Natasha Lyonne um, okay. and Natasha Marissa Leone. Tomei is her sister. Okay. And, and uh, what's his name? Uh, what's this guy's name? David Crumholz, who's in it. Interesting. Crump of Megan. Everything comes back to fucking... Tim Allen. Because you know what? Krumholtz was in that movie, and then Alan Arkin was in Santa Claus 3. The fucking one where Mrs. Claus has babies or whatever, and Jack Frost and all that shit. Slums of Beverly Hills is a decent movie. It's like, you know, the mom isn't with us. The dad, he's like a used cars mini sales type, and I don't know, uh... They, they, he gets a girlfriend, they move in with her, or they, like, she's, no, they don't move in with her. They're, like, on the road, they're, like, nomads. That's one of those titles that I feel like I've heard of. She gets her period on, like, the cow, like, a chair. Mm -hmm. It's the first time I ever heard gibberish. They speak gibberish in it. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just watching that episode of Happy Endings where Penny complains about Alex and Jane speaking in gibberish to each other <laughs> and calls it their secret sister language so that she funny. doesn't know. Their secret sister. I love like, Penny. That hurt a my figgity feelings. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love Penny. I used to speak gibberish like crazy. I was so annoying. I used to like, I guess, as a. Um, um, I learned how to how to understand it oh God, as a means to so survive annoying. high school. Yeah, so annoying. <laughs> it is annoying, and it's like I don't know. Just mean girls would talk it. Oh God! I'd be like, my parents don't understand what I'm saying. Et a guy, let a guy get a guess, but a guy, get a guess, get a get at the gang, get a good girl. As Kermit thanks Alan Arkin for being on the show, Bunsen warns them that the Bun Bun brothers drank the Jekyll Hyde potions just as they rush the trio as Fury Fero just as they rush the trio as ferocious bunnies. There we go. Chaos ensues as Alan Arkin attempts to fend off the bunnies with several karate chops. Okay, the fact that it literally even says chaos ensues makes me want to laugh because remember every time you put chat GPT to like make a thing, <laughs> and it, it said chaos, chaos ensues. <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. It really was. <laughs> so now after closing, Statler and Waldorf up in their box, Statler says, you think the Jekyll Hyde stuff is expensive? Waldorf says, no, my wife has a whole glass of it every morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All around Megan. A fucking solid this is episode, a banger. man. I loved it. It was a great episode. This is on Alan the Arkin, you're the man. We will absolutely want to go back to this in the future. For sure. Right? Where are we going next? 
Dirty Diana. Just kidding. Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Is next week's. Diana Ross. Here we go. I'm loading it up now. Sorry. I'm vamping. (laughs) Next week, we're watching the Diana Ross episode. Episode 424. Can you believe it's the finale of season four, Megan? Doug, I can't believe it. Honestly, insane to me. Yeah. Statler and Waldorf rate the show like Olympic judges. First, they give Kermit a two. Then they give the opening a three. But the audience demands they bring it down to a zero. All the Muppets get low scores, though Fozzie's one is a compliment by them. And Gonzo gets a negative six. The Muppets think it's just a tough audience, but Diana gets tens every time. Tens, tens, tens across the board. Which gives her high scores. Um, so join us next week as we watch the Diana Ross episode. Woo! Follow us online at ITTWGM. Message us. Message us. Rate and review us. In a good way, though. This is our 101st episode. We're excited to We're keep going. We're 101 Dalmatians. We're going to finish this season off next week, and then it's on to season five. Yahoo! So, um... Uh...